African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Thank you for joining us for a new week of African Dialogue. This is Channel Africa. Your perspective of the African continent as an African. And remember, you're listening to us on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. And you can also join us on DSTV on channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Don't forget that we're also online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we are looking at this big topic, as you heard there in our news bulletin, on the diplomatic immunity that has been given to Zimbabwe's First Lady Grace Mugabe. South African Opposition Party, the Democratic Party, says it will call for an inquiry into how Grace Mugabe was able to leave the country when she was clearly an identified suspect in a criminal charge. The party says it especially needed clarity on whether she had VIP protection assigned to her and if so, whether the SAPS, which is the South African Police Service, therefore took her to a plane. Zimbabwe's first lady flew home from South Africa yesterday, ending a week of confusion over her whereabouts after she allegedly assaulted a model. The Department of International Relations at the weekend issued a statement confirming that Minister Maitengwane Mashabane had indeed given Mugabe diplomatic immunity. Now we have a couple of guests on our line to assist us on this uh, breaking story. We know that yesterday it was a surprise in terms of the fact that this diplomatic immunity was actually given after the charge was laid uh, by the uh, alleged model who was uh, uh, abused and uh, uh, it's very interesting to see how those particular dynamics work. Well, to assist us on this, you've got Vili Spies, who is a legal spokesperson for AFRI Forum. We also have Zakel Mbele, who is a Democratic Alliance Shadow Minister of Police. Well, you also have um, uh, Professor Vim de Villiers, who is a criminal and law of evidence, uh, Department of the University of Pretoria, South Africa, uh, expert uh, joining us on the line as well. Well, let me start this conversation with you, Zakel. I know that you've already uh, stated that you will call for inquiry into how Grace Mugabe was able to attain her diplomatic immunity. Uh, do you think this was a legal process or do you think that there was something more sinister behind the scenes. Uh, good uh, morning to you, Benjamin, um, and to the guests and the listeners. No, look, it's, it's, it's quite certain that at the core of it, uh, the way that this diplomatic immunity was uh, contrived definitely had political uh, considerations uh, underpinning it. Um, we had been calling during the week of the escalating crisis that it's about upholding the rule of law, it's about following due process, and it's about ensuring that we are not creating exceptions. Uh, but clearly the, the runaround that was happening between the police ministry and the international relations uh, ministry was about trying to uh, contrive uh, the outcome that did happen. 
um, and, and, and we find it to be a complete outrage because we basically had an evasion of accountability on the basis of social status, which is, goes against the principles of our constitution. Mm. Let me move the conversation to you, Professor De Villiers, in terms of uh, uh, the issue of uh, actually facing the fire in terms of the criminal charges themselves versus the relationship between Zimbabwe and South Africa have. I know those diplomatic considerations have been alluded to as the main reasons why the uh, First Lady of Zimbabwe was given the immunity. Uh, good morning to all the listeners. Yes, um, as I understand it, um, she was given immunity in terms of Section 7.2 of the Diplomatic Immunities and Privileges Act, which basically gives the minister a uh, discretion, if it's in the interest of the republic, to grant somebody immunity. This is now in the instance where it didn't take place within the normal agreements, channels, etc., uh, my opinion is that um, this, should, this decision should be taken on review and that it will be fine to be irrational and therefore it can be set aside. And then, of course, the, the, the ball will be back in the court of the, of the National Prosecuting Authority uh, when they must then decide whether they're going to prosecute or not. And if they don't do so, it opens the door for a possible private prosecution. My opinion is what, she, uh, what was done by the minister um, is not in the interest of the republic and it makes a mockery of due process and the rule of law. Let me pick your brain further, Professor, in terms of why do you allude to the fact that it is not to the interests of both South Africans and Zimbabweans? Well, <laughs> what she did was absolutely disgraceful. As I, what, from what I read in the paper, she attacked not only this lady, but her sons and people that work at the hotel. Uh, the son ran away. A lady was knocked over. We, we had a miscarriage. This is just chaos. And, and you cannot allow somebody to come into your country and do this without any, without any uh, repercussions arising from that. I just don't see that in the interest of the, of, of the public, mm. the republic. Mm. Let me bring Vili Spies because I know that uh, you have been very vocal as Afri Forum, especially last week you held a, a conference saying that uh, you are willing to actually necessitate interests from your organization and take on this case. Uh, and where are you in terms of uh, this particular case itself? Will you actually go forward in terms of the prosecution itself? And what also interests me is you highlighted also from your perspective that you were worried that the family of Gabriela Engels was actually offered a settlement sum. Yes. Yeah, obviously the offer of a settlement, which is not a settlement as, as far as we're concerned, if, if an offer like that is made uh, in an informal way and, uh, and actually um, in a way that, that, that sidetracks the legal process, that's not a settlement offer, that's a, an offer for a bribe which is a totally separate issue and which actually constitutes a separate crime that was actually committed. Mm. So that's just besides the point, but I was actually glad to listen to Professor de Villiers now and to hear that we are exactly on the same page. We have actually given notice already to the Minister um, that uh, uh, on behalf of Ms. Engels as well as Afri Forum, whom I represent, um, we will bring a review application. We are actually in the process of uh, preparing paper 
and um, we, we, we envisage that by the end of the week or hopefully end of next week latest uh, review application will be issued and served uh, to take the Minister's decision on review for the very simple reason that we agree and we uh, we see it exactly the same as uh, Prof. De Villiers just mentioned that it's not at all in the interest uh, uh, of the Republic to allow impunity, to allow inequality before the law or to allow that, that uh, gross um, um, acts of violence and, and assault is being overseen uh, for the sake of so-called good relations. Um, it just doesn't make sense. And based on that, we believe that there's a reasonable prospect of success should we take the matter on review. Mm. I want to come back to you, Professor De Villiers, because yes. I'm also interested in the fact of uh, the consequences of where we find ourselves. Because already yes. a charge has been laid against uh, uh, Mugabe's wife, Grace Mugabe. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, this is a case that is still under investigation. What does this idea as well that she didn't actually even attend court last week when she was actually expected to be in court? And also the factors of the immunity itself, what implications would it have on this particular case? How would it hamper things moving forward? Well, if she's granted immunity, I, I suppose she'll also be granted immunity for the non-appearance. And if that is sustained, then uh, we're going to go nowhere from there, as far as the prosecution is concerned, and until we set aside that decision by a review action. So that is, that is the way forward. And I'm telling, uh, for me, the implications would be what for this particular family? Because I'm sure uh, they still want justice to be actually fulfilled. So it leaves the family of Gabriela Engels just uh, wanting at this particular point. Of course it does. And all the other people that are involved, and not only uh, in the criminal sense, there may be um, civil um, uh, cases that, want to, that, that, that the, the, the people want to bring against um, Grace Mugabe as well, the lady that lost her child, for example, that I read in the paper. So it, it stops all of that, and these, these people are just left out of the, the, the whole legal system as if they have no rights um, just to, 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 to be able to have this political interplay with, from our, top mm. go, our government with Zimbabwe, which is not acceptable at all to me. Mm. Zakela, your thoughts? Zakela, are you still there with well, me? Mm. Go yes, ahead. Go I ahead. Go ahead. I, I had a niche. Um, no, look. I, I think my my uh, line of thinking is in agreement with what the, the other guest has said. I think in the in the immediate short term, the review application by Afri Forum will be a, a a useful way to to reverse um, the the current decision, so that we can open a clear way for prosecution to proceed. Um, there is also still an interesting question as to whether diplomatic immunity can be applied retrospectively, given that it was it was granted by the minister post the facts of the criminal charges being laid um, and the investigation being underway. Um, so I guess this case gives an opportunity for the courts to clarify that sort of thing. Uh, but for us, we really are operating at the, the, the level of principle around accountability, the rule of law, equality before the law. Um, and so that's why, while other processes by other actors are being pursued on a parliamentary front, 
um, uh, our next step is is going to be pushing for um, an inquiry into the process leading up to and the reasons, rationale and grounds for this decision by the Minister of International Relations. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's going to be a motion in the House tomorrow afternoon and from the DA side, we'll be writing to the chairpersons of the respective portfolio committees to ask for the Ministers, both Police and International Relations, to be summoned to explain their role in this whole episode. Well, before I let you go, Professor, I also want to pick your brain on the fact of where do we stand as South Africa in terms of our definitions of granting immunity, because I know that we had the same complications with uh, al-Bashir when uh, the ICC wanted South Africa to actually hand him over to them. And I know now we have this idea now of what's happened with uh, Grace uh, Mugabe's uh, granted uh, immunity. does it actually create a space whereby we're using immunity for the wrong reasons? And if so, what does that mean in terms of how we define uh, uh, diplomatic immunity from a legal status? Well, my personal opinion is, is, is that what happened two years ago and what happened um, only this last week flies in the face of what is expected of a state and what are the accepted norms in the international community and what is accepted, uh, expected in terms of, of our law. And I don't think the problem lies there. It, the problem lies with the role players mm. in the system that don't fill their roles correctly within the system. And that is where the problem lies. Um, the gentleman that said just now about the investigation that is going to be done, I don't think I think maybe in general the public has lost um, confidence in, 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 in the systems of government because um, I think there's a perception there that most of them, if not all of them, have been captured. And the only way to get um, justice uh, for the people concerned and for South Africa is to go to the court. So that is just the idea that I get. Mm. Okay, sorry, I know that we're going to stay with Professor. I actually got the wrong person wrong. I think it's, it's Vili that I will have to let go. That's Vili Spies uh, from Afri Forum. Um, uh, Vili, in terms of things moving forward here, I was speaking to Professor uh, De Villiers there about how things are complicated after this granted uh, uh, immunity that was given to uh, the uh, wife of President Mugabe. From a legal perspective, as AfriForum and as a representation of, of the family, how are you going to take things forward from here? Well, the first step is to issue a review application. That will happen within the next 14 days. Uh, the second thing is obviously to drive the process of the review application. It will be a, um, a, um, an opposed motion, and uh, opposed motions take in the region of uh, four to six months to get before the court. So uh, the timeline that we work on is a timeline of more or less six months, hopefully to be before court and to be in a position to set aside the decision. Once the decision is set aside, then the gates are open again for either criminal proceedings uh, being driven by the NPA uh, or private prosecutions uh, being driven uh, by the private uh, uh, prosecution unit of AFRI Forum, where Ferinau is ready to assist. And then uh, parallel with that, also the possibility of civil uh, action. We know that uh, immunity extends to civil as well as criminal liability, so both avenues have been closed now. And uh, obviously we would like to open up both avenues, but that can only be done 
to a review of the uh, granting of immunity. So that's the first step, and thereafter the process will have to run its course and we'll have to see what the outcome is. All right, thank you so much for that clarification, Vili. Thank you for uh, giving us your time. That's Vili Spies, who is the legal spokesperson for AFRI Forum, that have uh, actually stepped forward and said they will take hold of this case and even uh, have representation uh, for the family of the model who was allegedly abused by the First Lady of Zimbabwe, Grace Mugabe. It's 11.22 Central African time. I'm going to stay with Zakelembele, the Democratic Alliance Shadow Minister of Police, and also, I have a professor of Villiers who is uh, from the Criminal and Law of Evidence Department at the University of Pretoria, South Africa. You are listening to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. Uh, give us your thoughts on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa One or at African Dialogue. You can become part of the Channel Africa family there. Don't forget our Facebook page simply titled Channel Africa. Another reminder that if you're listening to us outside of the country, you can listen to us on our website on www channelafrica.co.za which is a, a good platform for you to uh, really listen to us on our various services as well in terms of French, Chinyanja and other languages that we have here on the African continent. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Game is a program dedicated to SMEs and entrepreneurs on the African continent. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We're coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. It is a weekly entrepreneurial program that targets entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs on the African continent. Before we even, you know, talk about the journey, please tell me what an entrepreneurologist is. <laughs> well, that's a question that I get um, everywhere I go. Catch us every Friday at 1000 hours Central African time and Saturday at 1300 hours Central African time. Change your game, empowering the next generation of outstanding African entrepreneurs. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Right now, you're with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Right here on African Dialogue from Monday to Thursday. We come to you at 1100 hours, Central African time, uh, where we look at the big subject matters on the continent. Uh, we look at experts to really discuss the big matters that are taking place in Africa. Well, today we're looking at the diplomatic immunity that was given uh, to Grace Mugabe, uh, the first lady of uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, this uh, weekend, uh, we know that it has been confirmed by uh, uh, Maite Nguanema Shabane's office, uh, who is uh, uh, the international relations minister in the country. And indeed, ha- they have given uh, uh, Grace Mugabe diplomatic immunity. Apparently, she left the country yesterday. And according to our latest reports, she has been uh, actually landed in the country itself in Mugabe. I mean, in Zimbabwe, <laughs> I feel like that. That is a kind of synonymous. Zimbabwe could be Mugabe itself, just looking at some of the power dynamics uh, that the family plays. And in our news bulletin earlier, we heard from civil society groups and South African opposition parties that are pushing for a review on the decision to give Zimbabwean First Lady Grace Mugabe diplomatic immunity. And we speak, we spoke to one of the lobby groups, AfriForum, that said the granting of diplomatic immunity to Mugabe was not the end of the matter. 
and you heard that, that they will continue to fight for justice. You heard them right here on our show as well, them reiterating their continuance to actually fight on this particular case. But I want to come back to this issue of uh, diplomatic immunity, Professor uh, De Villiers, for our listeners in terms of how is diplomatic immunity granted initially and also uh, in terms of uh, Grace Mugabe we are told that she was carrying a diplomatic passport so technically was she given immunity because she was carrying that particular passport but let's start first with diplomatic immunity what does it mean and then we'll deal with that follow-up question looking at Grace Mugabe's situation Yes, my uh, look. There are clear um, um, protocols, etc., in place and agreements in place, and and they have to grant somebody immunity. And um, in general, it's for somebody that's on official business representing the, the government of that country in South Africa, and then there will be some kind of arrangement. But I think I think well, this is my. Uh, this is what I see from this is that they abandoned that whole idea now and that they acted in terms of Section 7.2. And I may read this to the listeners yes, if they do. are interested. Sure. It reads, well, 7 subsection 1 is about where something is put in place for with a specific purpose, somebody coming to South Africa for SADC or whatever, or there's a consulate in South sure. Africa or whatever. But 7.2 says the minister may in a particular case if it is not expedient to enter into an agreement as contemplated in subsection 1. And if the conferment of immunities and privileges is in the interest of the Republic, confer such immunities and privileges on a person or organization as may be specified by notice in the Government Gazette. Now this gives you a wide discretion, I would, I would think, but of course your decision must still be rational. Um, you know, it must be acceptable in open democratic societies, etc. What, in fact, happened here is that somebody came to South Africa and acted disgracefully, and I think nobody can, can argue that, and then go back and just to be in their good books, if you want still, not prosecute the person. That It just sounds completely irrational. Mm. And I want to bring in Zakele in terms of this issue of this diplomatic immunity and protection of uh, um, high-level delegates within the country versus also the protection of citizens. Because it seems like here you have two rights waging against each other, the the, the rights of the, the, the allergic abused model and also you have uh, uh, the rights of the high-level uh, first lady in terms of a protection within uh, a state. And it seems like these are warring against each other, Zakele. Which one actually uh, has a, a higher in terms of uh, concern in terms of where, where do we take our direction to? Is our concern mainly with uh, uh, the young model or is it with protecting Mugabe's wife because she is a diplomatic uh, uh, figure as well and to protect the diplomatic relations between the two countries? Well, I think uh, a big chunk of the answer to that question um, links back to what the professor was saying um, is that you know, the granting or the conferments of diplomatic immunity is the exercise of public power, mm. uh, which must be done in the public interest in mm. order to be rational. Mm. Uh, what what we've had here um, by 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 most accounts, and that's what will be tested in the review application, 
is the exercise of public power for private interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a theme that I think the public is becoming more and more familiar with around, um, you know, the whole sort of Gupta email scandal, scandal um, as well as in Gandhi before that. So we've got a very big problem around the rationality and the exercise of public power um, and it being abused and distorted for private interests. And so for that reason, that one end of the scale uh, 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 means that it, it's on very shaky ground to try and set up a contest between uh, the, the great Mugabe side of things mm-hmm. and the and the and the and the models uh, and Ms. Engels side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are quite clear that the issue of accountability, like I said before, and the rule mm-hmm. of law that is at stake, um, and and we can't allow uh, this kind of narrow partisan interest mm. to override the broad constitutional interest for justice. So can I ask this question because of that particular issue that you've just highlighted there in your answer, uh, the fact that there are those who argue that uh, if we saw the arrest of uh, the First Lady of Zimbabwe, we would have actually seen a breakdown of the relationships between of the two countries because there the, the is definitely a strong tie between South Africa and um, Zimbabwe in terms of uh, economic relations, uh, diplomatic relations, and also uh, private relations between uh, the two countries? Well, then, uh, essentially what uh, has been said to the people of South Africa is that uh, we have chosen our uh, few connected friends at the political elite level over the the interests and the rights of ordinary citizens, the very citizens who put the government in power uh, through, through the ballots. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's been a metaphorical middle finger to the to the interests and the, and, and the sentiments of the public. And then I guess it'll be up to the public to respond to that kind of message uh, uh, through the accountability they mean, means they have um, in the elections. And, and they'll have to say whether or not uh, the government uh, is one that they still have trust and confidence mm. in uh, through displaying this kind of behavior. Well, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to also bring this element of the fact that the SEDEC summit was also underway. Uh, maybe I want to put this forward to you, Professor De Villiers, in terms of maybe did we see the pressures actually taking place because of that particular summit? We know that uh, uh, Robert Mugabe himself was in attendance of that particular summit, and uh, did we see that actually maybe also uh, changing the direction of South Africa's start? Uh, to this particular issue. It's 11.33 Central African time. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to uh, come to our final section of this conversation with our guests. We're looking at uh, uh, this diplomatic immunity that has been given to Grace Mugabe over the weekend. She's back in Zimbabwe. This is Channel Africa. South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English. Giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalun Yenzovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa. 
Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. In celebration of Women's Month, Channel Africa will be holding a discussion on African women and entrepreneurship. Tune in to www.channelafrica.co.ca or DSTV Channel 802 on the 29th of August 2017 for the conversation on Africa Midday from 1200 hours to 1400 hours Central African time. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. you with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Thank you for joining me. I will be with you until midday. Still coming up in around 10 minutes or so, we'll get our business news and then we'll get our sports. And then uh, we'll have Africa Midday still coming up as well to give you also the latest on this particular story on Robert Mugabe. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, uh, responses uh, to this particular issue. But uh, uh, let's uh, move on, Professor Villiers as, as we wrap up the conversation and, and look at how things actually turned around because during the week there was a very strong, strong voice coming from the police service and also from members of government speaking about the fact that uh, this is a criminal case that will be followed the way that it should be followed as a criminal case and then with so things just turn around in the weekend uh, during the heads of state um, gathering at the SEDEC summit whereby we saw this pressure unfold where uh, the the Minister of the International Relations Department decided to give uh, the First Lady of uh, uh, Zimbabwe this immunity. Uh, Do you think that the presence of Robert Mugabe played a role and the fact that uh, the almost the SADC summit was almost like a rescue mission for the First Lady? Well, the only deduction I can make from that is there were talks between uh, Robert Mugabe and and uh, the people at the head of our government, and there was pressure applied from from there to the on the minister and the other people. That's the only uh, deduction I can make. Can I just add with this is that this whole thing actually, if you think of it, is um, completely ludicrous because it boils down to this that somebody comes here and acts disgraceful and irrational. But we must now also act irrational to be able to save the relationship with us and, and, and these people. And if you look, look at the whole premise of the Constitution, the whole, the whole premise of how you should act, how you should go about things, it must be reasonable. It must be justifiable in open democratic mm-hmm. societies sure. based on certain values, etc., it just flies in the face of that, and it's, it, it, it will never be found to be rational, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I want to come back to, to you, Zakel, in terms of uh, uh, your thoughts on how we saw this actually change, even uh, within the, 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 the SADC framework, where during the week there was a clear, uh, clear kind of direction uh, taken from the South African government, from the South African police service. And then on the weekend, we saw a complete turnaround. Um, sorry, I'm 
I'm not sure if I quite understand the question. Uh, just repeat that for me, please. In terms of uh, the, just the stance that was taken by officials during the week when we heard of this charge that was laid against uh, uh, the First Lady of uh, Zimbabwe, Grace Mugabe, the fact that we saw a very strong stance coming from the South African government, also from the South African police service. But as things actually led into the weekend during the uh, SEDEC Heads of State Summit gathering, we saw a complete... Uh, a change of, of thinking and, and response to this particular issue. What does that actually tell us about how things look in, in terms of, of, of the power dynamics here? Mm. Well, look, the, I think the one thing one can uh, deduce fairly confidently is that the matter was taken out of the hands of what are meant to be independent state institutions uh, which deal with matters of, of, of criminality. So this should have been, at the simplest level, a matter for the police service and for the NPA to follow due process, um, uh, whereby, uh, you know, Ms. Mugabe makes her first court appearance, up until then is kept in custody, given bail, and, and bail conditions are set as to um, how, where, and when she may, she may travel um, until the, the court case is, is finalized. Uh, what clearly must have happened is that the matter, the matter was taken out of the hands of those institutions and the, and the, and the respective ministries, and it was taken to a high-level political uh, uh, echelon, um, uh, taking into account the pressure that you mentioned must have been brought to bear from the, from the parts of the, of the Zimbabwean uh, presidency, uh, likely liaising with our presidency, in order to contrive a, uh, a, a, a solution that hinges on a technicality within the law, uh, but one that was misapplied, uh, abused, and, and applied irrationally. Uh, so we certainly haven't seen the, or heard the last uh, of, of this whole saga. It was a short-term uh, quick fix uh, to uh, kind of address an escalating crisis. Um, but it's only opened up uh, a bigger Pandora's box uh, in terms of the ability to now challenge and contest that decision um, and to bring the issue alive again of the criminal charges against against Ms. Mugabe. It's, there needs to be some kind of sanction and some kind of um, accountability that is served, um, w- w- whether it's some sort of legal settlement in which there's an admission of guilt or uh, we, we declare Grace Mugabe persona non grata for a defined period, whatever needs, whatever the outcome is, we do need accountability. We, we, we are not living in uh, medieval, uh, you know, France where uh, the, the, the lord of the manor can just get away with, with murder or violating human rights and there's no consequence. We live in a modern constitutional state and the rule of law must apply. Mm, yes, we are seeing a bit of breakdown in terms of that uh, constitutional mandate that we have upon ourselves in terms of our democratic values if such decisions are being made without considering the framework of the law and the framework of the constitution itself. But thank you to our guest, Zakele Mbele, who is the Democratic Alliance Shadow Minister of Police. Thank you as well to Professor Vim de Villiers, who's uh, from the Criminal and Law of Evidence Department at the University of Pretoria, South Africa. Your views have been insightful and very helpful to us in terms of uh, taking uh, this uh, issue forward. Thank you both for giving us your time. Pleasure. Thanks. Thank you.
And remember, earlier on, we were speaking to AfriForum themselves who are taking hold of this case in South Africa. We spoke to the legal spokesperson, Vili Spies, who was giving us an update on how they see they are going to take things forward in terms of the criminal charges laid against Grace Mugabe. What are your thoughts? Remember, keep interacting with us, keep being part of the Channel Africa family. Channel Africa as our Facebook page. You can also find us here on African Dialogue on our Twitter handle, at African dialogue and we also have another handle here on channel africa which is more tied to the station at channel africa one it's the numeric one at the end at channel africa one now let's end the conversation with some music we need to lighten up a little bit after that very big discussion and uh, i don't know the decisions like this actually create a trust between us and our uh, leaders that we put in place uh, do they actually consider the implications it has on citizenry and also the participation of democratic values? Well, it's a big, big question uh, that maybe we'll follow up with in the weeks to come. But this one is titled No Trust. This is music by Jeff Malulek.